wealth. Because we see in 3 John um, 1, uh, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Mm. Now, the question begs here that we need to understand what our soul is, our mind, our will, our emotions. And as Jenny has already shared earlier, so often we, we, we are raised to go by our, our bodies, our feelings, our senses, our touch, our feel, our taste. And our soul, our mind, our thinking is, oh, oh I've got a headache today. Oh, I better go down the doctor's. Oh, I better go to the medicine tablet, mm -hmm. you know. And I think this scripture, just, just read it again if I may, John, mm. 3 John 1, 2, I pray that that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health even as your soul is well. Now, I, I don't know if everybody was, was there on the, the day that we um, did the little demonstration of spirit, soul and body and jo Joel and uh, Josh and uh, Zoe helped me with this uh, little demonstration. But, you know, here... God is saying, even as your soul prospers. Yeah. And this is when we turn Zoe towards the spirit. I don't know if everybody can uh, remember this in your mind. The, the soul, the mind, was turned towards the spirit and the, the body then followed suit and healing mm. came. And, and this, is, this is God saying that our soul is important, our mind, our will, our emotions are important. It's a whole deal. It's a whole package that all of this needs to be in line. This is why it's important to, to get the word of God onto the inside of us and get understanding, mm. to get understanding of the way that the kingdom of God works. And yeah. Yeah, it, it, that is so right. Because if our soul and our spirit is focused on the body and on our feelings yeah. and on our sickness, that's the direction we will go. I've gone off screen there a bit. But that's the direction that we will go. But if it's steered towards what the Word of God says and what the Spirit is saying, that by His stripes you were healed, and your mind and your will and your emotions says, yeah, I believe that, that I was healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ, then that's the direction your body, two out of three, the majority wins every time. Mm -hmm. And that was such a good demonstration, Jenny. I appreciate you doing that. Thank you. Now, Jesus never, he never refused to heal a single person. Mm -hmm. You show me in scripture where he actually said, no, I will not heal you. He may have taken a person out of the area that they were in because of doubt and unbelief. Oh, he's getting the area out of the person. Exactly. He was getting doubt and unbelief. And if you study that through of the city that he was in, actually it is condemned for its doubt and unbelief. So Jesus actually got a man and moved him so that he could heal him. And we need to move our thinking, our hearts and our minds and our will and our emotion into a position out of doubt and unbelief, out of the sinful nature, into the things of the spirit. You see, in Matthew 8, um, and when you look at verse 1, it talks about a leper going and asking Jesus if he would heal him. We need to understand something here. That leper was of the old covenant. Mm. He hadn't had Matthew written or Luke written 
or didn't know about Paul's writings in Corinthians or in Ephesians. He didn't know this stuff. So he had to go to Jesus and ask him if it was his will. Now look what Jesus said to him. We'll start back in, in Matthew 7. Do you want to read that one for us, love? Um, when he came down from the mountains, large crowds followed him. And then a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Mm. Jesus reached out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Ah, praise God. You know, you can see here the heart of Jesus. And Jenny touched on this earlier. Jesus didn't do anything that he didn't see what his father did. And we need to understand that it's the will of God to see you well. It's the will of God to see you whole and complete with nothing missing and nothing broken in your life. You need to get that in your heart of hearts, deep within yourself. Because from that, a city changed because they saw this man. Jesus reached out his hand. His action was, hey, I'm for you. I'm for you, my friend. Yes, here, come, take. He reached out to him before he even said anything. So he was proactive on this. And if you don't understand God's heart for you, that scripture just paints a beautiful picture. In Jesus' action was, I'm for you. I'll give you that right now. Give me your hand and healed him immediately. What God does for that person, that, that leper, he will do for you and for me today. We need to understand that what God did for him, he will do for you. Where if you are struggling with sickness and disease today, if you're struggling with doubt or unbelief or low self-images or hurts of what people have said, Jesus is reaching out today with his heart and his hands reaching out to you saying, I want to heal you. I want to bless you. I love you. Mm. That's absolutely important, you know, that we, we actually understand that and grasp that. Jesus represented his father absolutely perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. Romans 2.11. Can you read that one for us, darling? Or do you want to read Hebrews 1? No, uh, that's fine. Okay. Uh, for there is no partiality with God. <laughs> yep. Short, sweet, but to no the point. No respecter of persons. No respecter of persons. Absolutely awesome. Hebrews 1, 1 through to 3 says, God, who at various times and in diverse ways spoke long ago to the fathers through the prophets has in the last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir over all things, and through whom he made the world. He is the brightness of his glory, the express image of himself, and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. That's loaded. Absolutely <laughs> loaded. But what we need to understand here is when Jesus dealt with things and put things in its rightful place, mm. 
he sat down. And in the in the in the in the Bible, when somebody sat down, they sat down in a place of authority. It was a place of dominion, of power, and of rule and of reign. And Jesus has ruled and destroyed every work of the enemy. And he sat down and put judgment over it and said, by his stripes, by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. Mm, and it's lovely here. It says, whom he has appointed heir of all things. Mm. So Jesus has, there's an exchange that's gone on here. Oh, amen. You know, Jesus ha is the heir of all things because he took sin. He took mm. sickness. Mm. He took all of that. So us being the co-heirs with him, there's an exchange for the sin that he took for us. Yeah. <clears throat> my husband too. <laughs> for the sin that he took for us. He has given us mm. his righteousness. Amen. You know, there's a massive exchange and we're also the co-heirs with him. Amen. That's just loaded that. Absolutely loaded. And Jesus gets his glory through you and me. That's the beauty of this. When he sees us healed, who gets the glory? I, I, I don't know how to heal people. Jenny doesn't know how to heal people. You, you know, we don't know in ourselves how we go about healing the sick. But we go and lay hands on the sick as Jesus told us to, and they shall recover. It's applying what he has done, not what we have done. It's not through us or through our own strength. It's through what Jesus has done. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the name above every name. So whatever sickness people are dealing with, whatever things they are facing, the name of Jesus is high and lifted up over that sickness, that problem, that disease. And I think you see all the way through the Old Testament as well, don't you? How, mm. how God wanted healing. Oh, yeah, wanted yeah. His people. Wow. Yeah, absolutely he did. Yeah. We yeah if you can imagine the, the children of Israel coming out of Egypt mm. and there was, it was estimated... Two, two, million, two to three million, million, maybe four million people, excluding women and children. Mm. And there was not one feeble one, feeble person among yeah. them. There was elderly, there was children, there was... Yeah. <sighs> awesome. We serve a good God, my friends. We really do. And he's for us. And his will is for us. You see, Jesus went about doing good and healing Everyone, mm. everyone. Because in Acts ten thirty eight, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and mm. with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, mm. for God was with him. And we're no different today. No. You know, we might be the person that's wanting healing today, but we also can be the person that wants to administer healing. And mm. likewise, we can have that confidence in God that God wants this person well, so that if God wants this person well, we can mm. have confidence in our prayers and our laying hands on the sick and our anointing them with oil, because Amen. we know we're going forth in what Jesus has already told yeah. us to do, what Jesus has, has established as a principle, as, yeah. as this is the way the kingdom of heaven operates, and the kingdom of heaven operates like this, and I want this mm. on the earth. I want the kingdom of God on this earth like Amen. that. Mm. And you just think, you know, the people that, that, 
perhaps believe that God gave them a sickness for some particular reason, that, you know, God's getting glory out of this some, somehow. No. It's just bizarre because you can mm. actually turn around to this person and say to them, okay, so if God is teaching you a lesson by giving you sickness, then you shouldn't be going to the doctor. You shouldn't be taking medicine. You shouldn't be having surgery. You need to you know, suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you need to, you know glory in this sickness but mm. that's just bonkers yeah absolutely crazy way of thinking you see in heaven we've got to understand there is no sickness there is no pain there is no suffering in heaven right now and yet in matthew 6 verse 9 through to 10 i want to read this it says therefore pray in this manner our father who is in heaven hallowed be thy name your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no pain in heaven. Your kingdom in heaven come on. Let it be done on this earth. Mm -hmm. If you've done away with sickness and disease and pain and suffering in heaven, let it be so on this earth. Let it be so. So if sickness is not of God, we have to ask the question, where did sickness come from? Mm -hmm. And you've got to understand something here. God is not the one that controls death mm -hmm. or sickness. Mm -hmm. You see, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden committed high treason. They sold out their birthright. They sold and gave dominion over to Satan. And Satan took that and introduced death, sickness, suffering. He's out to kill, steal and destroy. And the devil is the one that causes death. The devil is the one that's out after you. Why? Because God has a purpose, he has a plan, and he has a destiny for your life. It says in Jeremiah that he has plans for your life, plans to prosper you. They're plans to make you succeed and be of great and good things for you. And the devil hates that. He is your enemy. He's the one that causes sickness and disease. He's out to steal from you your destiny in God. And how can he do that? Distract you from the purposes and the plans of God for your life. He's, he's actually out as well to destroy your faith. Yeah. Because he is scared silly of mm. faith. Because that is the dangerous weapon. Absolutely. So if sickness comes from the devil, the devil is our enemy. On those grounds alone, he is our enemy. Um, and we see in John 10.10 10, that the thief does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus came, he said, to give us life and that we may have it more abundantly. You see, God's purpose for your life is for health, wholeness, that your soul prospers, that you succeed in all that you put your hand to. That's God's heart for you. And the devil's come to kill, to steal and to destroy everything about your life, every purpose and plan for your life and rob you and distract you from fulfilling God's love and heart for your life. We have an enemy. And if Satan can 
ever get you to think that God has put sickness or disease upon you, you won't even fight against it because it's God's will that I'm sick and I'm being taught a lesson and there's a lesson to be learned here. That is a lie from the pit of hell Mm -hmm. and it needs to be addressed. And if you don't resist sickness, if you don't stand up and fight, the word of God is clear. Like it says in in, in, um, Matthew with John the Baptist, that the kingdom of God suffers violent, but the violent Mm -hmm. take it by force. Mm. And if Jesus has already taken sickness and disease in his own body on the cross for us, it's rightfully ours. For we are seated with him in heavenly places. Mm. That's what the scriptures say. And there's no sickness up there. Mm. And yet we don't take back what the enemy has stolen from us. And that's all he's doing with sickness and disease. He's robbing you and me from our right, our God-given gift of health and wholeness, mm-hmm. as we saw with the scriptures and Zozo and salvation, mm-hmm. you know? Because essentially a robber only comes to your house to steal what you've got. What you've got. You know, a, a robber's not going to come to my house and uh, find um, a million pounds and try and steal a million pounds from me. Why? I have a million, pound. million pounds here, but he might be coming to my house to steal my flat screen TV because I've got that. Mm. Now, you have already got healing. And it then, is your mm. birthright. It is your right. So he is trying to steal something that you mm. already have. He's trying to steal your health. Mm. That's, that's what he's doing. And that, you know, because you've got health, he can steal it. Just like you've got the TV, Mm. you could steal the TV. Mm. And that's so key. And we see here, so how do we stop the devil from stealing from us? We see this in James 4, verse 7. And it says there, therefore, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, we we skip the first part on that most of the time, if we're honest and put our hands up. We skip the, the first part. We say, resist the devil and he will flee from you. No, we need to submit to God first. And how do we do that? Well, we shared how our soul needs to be in line with what the word of God says, what the spirit says, and not our flesh. To go against the thinking and the thoughts that the enemy will put in our mind and rebuke them and cast them down. And it's humble, isn't it? It's being humble. Yeah. You're humble when you accept that the word of God is the final authority in your life because mm. you're submitting yourself under what the word, word of God, God says. So you're being Absolutely. humble and that's how you submit to God. And then having done that, you resist the devil. You speak to the mountain. You say, mm. I'm not having this in my body. How dare you? I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. I do not accept that. And, and... The issue here is that when the word comes above and over how we feel, then our feelings have to submit. Our feelings have to go. The enemy will flee from you. You see, Jesus, and let's look at it in the reality here. Jesus became a curse for us. We have been redeemed from the curse once and for all and that's that's such an awesome thing we see that in galatians 3:13 it says christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law 
by being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Jesus was whipped. Jesus was beaten. Jesus hung on a cross so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. And we need to resist the enemy, resist sickness and tell it to go to hell where it came from. Because Jesus has already destroyed every power and made an open spectacle of them. And if you want to do this, will be a, probably another study. But if you wanted to do a study on this, an open spectacle of what the enemy did. If you look up in Judges 1, the kings, when they went to battle, if they were caught and brought into captivity, they had their thumbs cut off and their big toes cut off so that they couldn't strip naked and drag through the city naked behind a chariot. Okay? Now, they did that to, to take away the fear mm. of the people in the city and say, look at this bloke, we've beaten him. Reduced to nothing. He's reduced to nothing, absolutely. He can't hold a sword and do any fighting because he, we have weakened him and taken the power he had in battle mm. away from him. And he can't run anywhere because we've cut, cut his big toes off. So, you know, he, he can't, he can hobble, but we'll soon catch him and bring him back. But he ain't going anywhere. He can't balance to have a fight. That's what it means when Jesus made an open spectacle of the enemy. Mm. And we are the body of Christ. And it says in the scriptures how the enemy has been put under the feet of Jesus Christ. He is under our feet as the body of Christ. And that's where we need to put him. That's where we need to, to establish that he is a defeated and a destroyed foe and has no right whatsoever in our bodies. Sickness is a curse. We see that in Deuteronomy 28, verses 15 through to 68. But every curse has been uh, destroyed. There are blessings that also come upon us through Jesus Christ. And we see that in Deuteronomy 28, 1 through to 14. So we live in the blessings because we're under a new covenant. We don't live under the law. We don't live under poverty. We don't live under lack and suffering and defeat and destruction. Not anymore. Jenny, I'm going to ask you if we can wrap this up and summarise this for us, because this has been a big, big, big hit in the scriptures. It's been great. I've enjoyed it. Okay, so to sum up, Mm. it is God's will all the time, every Every time, time. for everyone to be healed. Amen. That is God's will. Jesus represented the Father completely. He displayed the nature of our God Mm. when he went about healing all Jesus took the full punishment for our sins as well as all our sicknesses. Amen. And there is no partiality with God. He's no respecter of persons. Sickness comes from the devil. Yeah. But Jesus came that we would have life and we'd have it more More abundantly. abundantly. Praise (laughs) God. We hope you've enjoyed tonight. We hope you've really, really taken this to heart. Um, Our desire is to see people healed. And, you know, if you open up um, microphones or want to talk and chat, then we're happy to do so. We're happy to to just stand with you in prayer uh, and agree with you that that you have the victory. Amen. So 
Pastor Ike, I'm going to hand it back to you, um, allow you to lead us um, in, in closing of this. Um, so back to you, sir. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that you've been blessed. Remember, send us your questions at healing4today.org and we'll do our best to answer you in a future study. Till the next study, be blessed and remember, stay in His Word.